a four megawatt floating solar PV on the buoy reservoir, as well as the 15 megawatt solar PV at Kaleo have been completed and both are operational. They have contributed to increasing our shelf solar energy to, in the generation mix to 3.2%. A 100 megawatt solar PV under, is under construction at Bui, as is the mini-grid electrification program ongoing in the Adan East District, all of which will help us attain our target of 10% renewable energy in our generation mix by 2030. Mr. Speaker, furthermore, we have committed ourselves to the development of nuclear energy for peaceful purposes. As I indicated at the U.S.-Africa Nuclear Energy Summit and the International Framework for Nuclear Energy Cooperation Ministerial Conference held in Accra in November last year, the first of its kind in Africa, our energy transition plan envisages 30% of our electricity production to be from nuclear energy by 2070, which is the core mandate of the Ghana Nuclear Power Program Organization, GNPPO, an entity under the office of the president. This strong commitment and position are geared towards the provision of clean and affordable electricity to drive our industrialization agenda. It is also meant to position Ghana is a net power exporter in the ECOWAS region through the West African Power Pool. Mr. Speaker, we have also succeeded in having the Secretariat of the Climate Vulnerable Forum, CVF, an intergovernmental forum of 58 of the most climate vulnerable countries, representing some 1.4 billion people located in Accra. Mr. Speaker, we have all heard about the Gold for Oil program. It has been explained, debated, and talked about. At this moment, all I want to say about it is that the Gold for Oil program has worked well and reduced significantly forex pressures on bulk energy storage, transportation, and bulk imports, distribution and export companies, enable them and enable them to negotiate more competitive premiums with suppliers. Premiums dropped from $180 to $200 per metric ton to $70 per metric ton or less. This also resulted in reduced and stabilized prices at the pumps of between 12 to 13 CDs per liter for the whole of 2023. We're taking steps to rectify some of the handicaps that have limited the full participation of Ghanaians in the oil and gas industry. For years, the well-paid jobs in the industry were taken in exclusively by foreign nationals because we did not have people qualified in these fields. Last year, 150 young Ghanaians were trained and certified as mechanical maintenance technicians, electrical technicians, instrumentation technicians, and production process technicians up to the industry standards. Additionally, five young Ghanaians underwent a 10-month welding inspector training program at the North Alberta Institute of Technology in Canada. They have since been placed in various technical institutions in Ghana as instructors. Ghanaians will soon fill the well-paid positions on our oil fields, 
because we have the trained and qualified personnel. Things are looking up. Mr. Speaker, it is quite likely that the most talked about subject in our country is roads and highways. When I appeared in the, in the House last year, as I said earlier, I took the extraordinary step of coming with a fat book that detailed all the work that the government had done and was doing on roads since coming to office in 2017. I believe it was generally agreed that it was impressive, but it was not enough to satisfy everyone. Well, the work continues, even though some of the major road works have been temporarily interrupted as a result of the debt negotiation. As I said earlier, all the details will be available on the performance tracker. Other modes of movement around the country are being built and upgraded to open up the country and make travel easier. Mr. Speaker, the new standard gauge railway line from the port of Tema to Mapakadai in the Asildaman district, in the Asildaman district of the eastern region, covering a distance of some 100 kilometers is at the final stage of completion. By the middle of the year, the line will be commissioned for operations to commence with brand new standard gauge diesel multiple unit trains, the first of their kind to be used in our country. It is worth mentioning that a rail bridge is being built across the Volta as part of this railway line. I have no doubt it will attract a lot of interest. I'm a great believer in the importance of aesthetics as much as the practical. And that is why I encourage the constructors to construct the railway bridge, which was not a part of the original contract across the Volta to make the journey more scenic. Nearly made me choke on my, on my glass of water extraordinary statement to make. <laughs> the development is on course of a new standard gauge western railway line to serve passengers, the mining sector as well as support industrialization to boost the development and growth of this nation. And plans for the extension of the railway line to Paga might not materialize during the rest of my administration, but I'm sure they will not be abandoned. Mr. Speaker, there's no argument that food self-sufficiency is the basic requirement for national security and the foundation for building a prosperous nation. Last year, government reviewed the planting for, for food and jobs, PFJ program, which had been implemented since 2019. Based on lessons learned, government developed and launched under the dynamic leadership of the new Minister for Food and Agriculture. <laughs> Everybody who knows me knows I don't drink alcohol.
last year, government reduced the planting for food and jobs program, which have been implemented since 2017. Based on lessons learned, government developed and launched under the dynamic leadership of the new Minister for Food and Agriculture, the second phase of the PFJ. The second phase of the PFJ sets out a five-year agenda to ensure food self-sufficiency and resilience. Strategic targets have been set for 11 priority products in the immediate term, September to December 2023. Short term, year 2024. Medium term, 2025-2026. And the long term, 2026-2028. Selected products are maize, rice, soybeans, sorghum, tomato, pepper, onion, cassava, yam, plantain, and poultry. So I'm happy to report that production estimates for these priority products reveal that the planned targets for the year have been exceeded for all the products except poultry. Poultry obviously requires extra attention. And that is exactly what we are doing. We have every intention of meeting the domestic production targets for poultry this year, 2024, and moving on to production levels that will lead to reduction in poultry imports. We envisage a vigorous cooperation between government and the private sector to achieve the set target. Mr. Speaker, the surest way of making agriculture attractive to young people is to take the drudgery out of farming. And government is continuing to make agricultural machinery and equipment easily available. Under the third and final tranche of the Brazil More Food Program, tractors with accompanying implements, power tillers and ex with accessories, maize sellers, units of combined pharmacists, and rice millers have been distributed to farmers, protesters, processors, and mechanization service providers on higher purchase agreement. This year, under the Exim, Indian Exim facility, tractors with matching implements, planters, boom sprayers, combined harvesters, to address the issue of access to large tracts of agricultural land, to drive sustainable and commercially orientated agriculture. This will significantly expand government's productive capacity in products, such as rice, soybean, maize, and tomato. Indeed, between 2021 and 2023, rice imports fell by some 45%. In 2021, rice imports amounted to 805,000 metric tons. In 2022, 650,000 metric tons. And in 2023, 450,000 metric tons. This healthy trajectory will continue until we achieve full sufficiency in 
For each agricultural zone, government will partner with the private sector to provide the necessary irrigation infrastructure, develop access roads, expand power, solar, and hydro, and provide mechanization services. Various locations across the country with potential to be food baskets have been identified for the establishment of the agricultural zones. They include the Afran Plains, Chopoli, Kumuru, Krachi, and Nkranza, amongst others. The speaker, we all witnessed a spectacular increment of the cocoa price from 800 CDs per bag to 1,300 CDs. In the to 1,300 CDs per bag. In the current, co current cocoa season, the highest increase in 50 years. With the current trend of the world cocoa price, cocoa farmers can be sure that I will do right by them in the next cocoa season. Mr. Speaker, government has begun the development of 7,100 hectares irrigation infrastructure with five identified economic enclaves within the Afran Plains Agricultural Zone. Work is also continuing towards the completion of the Temne Phase Three extension and VR irrigation schemes. This will make additional 1,150 acres of irrigable land available for cultivation of rice and vegetables. The Ghana Irrigation Development Authority will continue with the development of small earth dams in the northern, upper east, upper west, northeast, and savannah regions to support the One Village, One Dam initiative. Whilst at it, Mr. Speaker, we have not forgotten about the welfare and well-being of our fisher folk. My government has completed the construction of 12 coastal fish landing sites at Axim, 